Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of Shmuel Bet. That's the second book of Samuel. We are in chapter 1. We will complete chapter 1 today. In the beginning of chapter 1, we read of how the news of the death of Shaul of Saul and Yonatan and Jonathan and the defeat of the people of Israel at the hands of the Philistines at Haragilboa, how that news arrived to David and his men who were in, in the, their town of Tziklag. The, um, now that news arrived, today we are going to read the, the lamentation or the dirge or the, um, the song of lament that David sang um, in memory as he mourned over the deaths of Saul and Jonathan and the people. Uh, There's several remarkable things about this. Number one, this is us being introduced for the first time to David as, as a singer, as a poet, um, in this case about, on, over a particularly sad event. This is the David that we are more familiar with from the Psalms. Until now, we have seen David in many of his other manifestations as a, as a military leader, as a, as, um, as a leader of, 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 of his group of men. And, and uh, we've seen his, his modesty. We've seen his, his desire for a peaceful transition. We've seen many, learned many, many things about his personality and who he was. Now, for the we, we also we were introduced to his abilities uh, in song and his his uh, um, playing of musical instruments, his sweet voice, etc. Uh, but now we are being introduced to him as a as as a singer and a composer of 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 poetry. Um, so that this is the first time we're introduced in the text to that aspect of who David was. Vayikonein, this is verse 17, Pasuk Yuzayin, Vayikonein David es hakino hazos al Shaul v'al Yehonasan b'no. David um, uh, lamented this lament or, or uh, sang this, this uh, dirge over, uh, over the deaths of Saul and his son Jonathan. Vayomer, and he said as followers, right? The first thing he referenced was Lamed Vene Yehuda Koshet. He taught the um, the sons of Judah to use the bow. Hine Kituva Al Sefer Hayashar. In other words, he the reference here is is likely to to uh, Saul himself. Um, the uh, the um, uh, this, 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 there's several ways of understanding this. He could be saying, as Rashi understands this, that that now that they have passed on, we now need to teach the sons of Yehuda Kashet to use the bow. Um, or it could mean that this was what he, Saul, and Jonathan, those leaders, did when they were alive because they led them at war. That would be another way of understanding that. In other words, what they have done is written in the Sefer Hayashar, the Book of the Upright. The Sefer Hayashar was referenced on one other time, and that was in Yehoshua. Um, and at the time, we discussed a little bit about what the Sefer Hayashar is. Uh, the traditional commentaries, the traditional rabbinic commentaries 
consider this Sefer Hayashra to be a reference <coughs> to the Torah, the Book of Moses, most specifically to the uh, Book of Genesis. Um, well, we brought other opinions there that, that explain that the Sefer Hayashra actually referred to the... Um, the uh, the um, a, a book that is no longer extant, um, in in which uh, the, many of these kinds of, of teachings were written, a book which we no longer have. Hatzvi Yisrael, the beauty. This is verse nineteen. The the glory, the beauty, the wonder, the greatness of Israel. Al bamosech al halal is now lying. Uh, 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 dead, uh, right, as a corpse upon your high places. Eich naflugiborim. Oh, how the mighty men have fallen. Albamosecha chalal, your high places is a reference to Har Gilboa, the mountain of Gilboa, upon which this disaster occurred. So on your high places, chalal, upon there the corpse lies, the, the bodies of the dead. Al tagidu begat. Don't tell those people in Gat. Gat, again, is the capital of the Philistines. Don't tell them about it. This is kind of a, a rhetorical way of saying Al Ashkelon. Don't say this in the in the streets, uh, you know, the marketplaces of Ashkelon. Don't tell them how we lost. Right? Obviously this doesn't mean literally they clearly they knew, but remember, don't tell them how we lost because Pentis Machna Benos Plishtim, because of course the daughters of the Philistines will be rejoiced. Penta Alozna Arelim, the daughters of those Arelim here David refers to the Philistines who uh, he hasn't yet formally broken from them. He, his, his ruse was that he was, um, that he was living among the Philistines to stay away from Saul, to escape from Saul's wrath. But now he doesn't need them anymore. So now he openly refers to the Philistines as the Arelim, the uncircumcised ones, which is obviously a derogatory way of referring to the enemies. Don't tell them about how they've fallen, how the great leaders have fallen, because they're going to be happy. They're going to sing and dance. Hore Vagilboa. This is a kind of a poetic way. Oh, those mountains that are in the region of Gilboa, Altar let there be no dew and let there be no rain upon you. and or, or, and let there be no uh, up, uh, lofty or uplifted fields, fields of you know uh, of, of bounty of uh, you know fields that produce a lot, uh, which would be a setsdetruma, a field from which we can uh, derive benefit from. Why? Why should the like as if the mountain itself should mourn? Kishom nigal giborim because it was over there that the shield of the mighty ones has was rejected. Nigal is a language of uh, Gaul was was rejected was spit out. Magain Shaol the shield of Saul beli Mashiach Bashomen with it no longer is it uh, is it uh, anointed with oil. Uh, we've seen this in other places. The cu- custom was to smear the shield with, with, with oil or fats in order to make them slippery, so that arrows would slip off of them. Midam <laughs> chalolim, from the blood of those that have been killed. Mechelev giborim, from the fats of those mighty men. Keshet Yehona son, the bow of Jonathan Lona sog achar, never. Uh, never turned around. In other words, 
Jonathan in his bra- brave and with his with his courage, with his might, with his bravery, never turned back. He kept up the fight. Uh, David obviously didn't see this uh, Jonathan fighting, but he knew what kind of a fighter Jonathan was. That he's not the kind of person who would back off. The opposite of what that um, of what the Amaleki, the Amalekite, who brought the news. You know, who said ah, he was going to die anyway, so I killed him. He's the kind of, Jonathan was the kind of person who fights to the finish. And the sword of Saul would never, would never return empty. In other words, the Saul was such a mighty fighter that he would, when he went to battle, it would always be successful. It would always kill some of the enemies. Um, is of note here, Jonathan, uh, David is differentiating here, saying Jonathan was lo nasogachar, never turned back out of, uh, out of, out of, um, out of fear, whereas Saul actually did uh, commit suicide, which, which certainly can be interpreted as a sign of weakness, as a sign of cowardice. But David, rather than criticize Saul, he just complimented Jonathan and then complimented Saul for for other things, his battle during his lifetime. Shaul Viona son. And this is remarkable because he's, he's, he's praising Saul, who of course, as we know, persecuted David, persecuted him terribly. But now he's gone. And David, rather than portray, knowing that he is, he is destined to become the king and take over the kingdom from, from Saul, he doesn't, want it to, he doesn't want to denigrate his predecessor and say, oh, my predecessor lost, my predecessor was a loser. If you look at, 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 at some uh, leaders that are, are much more arrogant than David was, they, they criticize their predecessors and constantly talk about them as if they were nobodies, as if they were terrible, as if they were, you know, and I'm the greatest, I'm going to be the greatest. David did not want to portray that kind of transition. David wanted to portray his predecessors as great, as beloved, and that he is continuing on in their tradition, even though it, is, it was clear and obvious to everyone that uh, David and Saul didn't exactly get along very well with each other, and Saul certainly did not treat him that well. But so there, in this verse in 23, Saul and Jonathan, and this next verse is, is famous. Uh, it's uh, spoken of many often at, at funerals. They were beloved, and they were, and they were um, I see a translation for Ne'imim is cherished. Names, they, they were sweet. There were people that, that there were people that everyone everyone honored and cherished and loved when they were alive. And in, in their death, they did not part the ways. They did not separate. They stayed together until the end. They were lighter than eagles. They were stronger than lions. This is very commonly stated at, uh, at tragic um, funerals. Uh, after after war, when men fall in battle, uh, this 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 phrase is often stated um, and became famous, and originally spoken by David right here in this verse twenty three. Benos Israel, and he turns to the women of Israel, those that uh, weren't fighting in the battle, but those that were home, those that were tending to the homes, and and waiting for the news of, of hopefully victory. But no, here, Al Shaul Bechena, cry over the death of Saul, because Saul was Hamabishchem Shoni Adonim. He was the one who dressed you in, in, um, 
and shoni is 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 red uh, dyed wool like it's a, a crimson wool imadonim with with fine clothing who decorated your um, your clothing with with uh, with decorations of 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 gold and jewelry in other words because and in their victories in war they brought home riches and wealth for you, so mourn over them. Eich naflugi borim. This is also a phrase that's repeated often in, in times of suffering, in times of death, most specifically of soldiers. How is it that such mighty men have fallen? at war, son, Jonathan Your corpse is lying in the high place. Of course, this is referring to the high place of Har Geboa, Mount Geboa. Tsar li alecha. It is, it is so difficult for me. It, 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 I, I, I cry for you. I weep for you. I feel so much pain um, over you, Achi Yonasan, my brother Jonathan. Here, here David makes it more personal. First he talked about the king more. Here he's focusing more on his personal pain of losing his beloved friend, Achi Yonasan, my brother Jonathan. Noam Tolima Od, you are so, so dear to me, so sweet to me, so beloved to me. Niflata. The, the your love, in other words, the love that existed between us, was 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 wonderful. Niflata is 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 a word that it's 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 pella was 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 wonderful beyond beyond words uh, to me. That that love that we had between us, it was even more beautiful, more wonderful, more powerful, more solid than the love that one has for a woman. Um, and David is here uh, lamenting his the deep love, the deep bond that existed between him and Jonathan. Eich naflugi borim. Again, this phrase repeats itself. Oh, how is it that such powerful men have fallen? Vayovdu and those that were the tools of war. In other words, these were the people that that fought the war. They were the tools by which the people of Israel defended themselves against their enemies. They have been lost. They are gone. This concludes this chapter and this concludes the lamentation the dirge that david sang over the death of saul and jonathan there's many remarkable things about this the beautiful poetry the language the 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 poignancy of these words the depth of these words that ring that ring to this day and these are words that have become part and parcel of of the general um culture of humankind um when one mourns those that are lost most specifically those that were lost while defending their people um in in battle the uh an, another remarkable point that to be pointed out here is how david upon the death of saul did not rejoice in his death of, uh, death of the and his his enemy did not um portray himself as better than than the one who preceded him but he chose to honor him for the accomplishments and achievements that he did achieve during his life most specifically the achievements of Saul in achieving security for his people and defending his people in battle against their enemies. Thank you so much for studying this together with me today. Looking forward to studying the next chapter, chapter 2, and of course the rest of this beautiful, beautiful book of Samuel together.